Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The game is over, so it's time for Overtime. Sound from the locker room and reaction from you. It's Sterling Bennett, Alan Stiles, and Mark Grandy. Coming at you right now. Oh boy, welcome in. Week number two of the NFL season is uh, almost complete as the 49ers down in Los Angeles inside uh, SoFi Stadium right now are putting the final touches on a second win to open up the season. It's overtime here on 95.7 The Game. Mark Randy, Alan Stiles, Sterling Bennett with you. Thank you so much for tuning in here on 95.7 The Game right now. It's 30-20, to 20, the Niners out on top as the two-minute warning hits. But we're on the air here on overtime on 95.7 The Game. Guys, it looks like the Niners are going to close this one out. It was... Uh, an interesting game, up and down, Niners a little bit slow uh, out of the gates in the first half, but they come out and they have controlled the second half really the entire way, uh, but my goodness, a fun win, it wasn't easy, it wasn't always pretty, but it looks like they're getting the job done here today. Yeah, it looks like they'll finish it out, and look man, week one we saw the Niners look like a well-oiled machine. The number one thing I'll say is, we know divisional games... You, you can't always count your, your chickens before they hatch in those games. So you get the W in a divisional matchup. And, you know, I guess the Rams team who beat the Seahawks, we didn't know if that said more about the Seahawks or the Rams. But ultimately, I do think in this case, a win is a win. But as, as we go through this show, we'll break down some of the reasons and some of the things where even though a win is a win, there's a couple things that we need to keep an eye on. Alan, Mark, we are talking to America. Yeah. The San Francisco 49ers <laughs> were 2-0 to begin their season. I'm feeling great. Went okay. down to Levi South at SoFi Stadium. Yeah. Didn't look great early. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's going to be a 30-what, 30, 30, the 30-20 victory out there in SoFi. Going to show the Rams who we are and start the year 2-0. Now, officially, in first place in the NFC West. There you go. Well, not officially yet. There's still two okay, games okay. Officially, not official yet, but we have first place wrapped up. Let's just put it in the bag. This is one of those classic games that we like because, or me, myself, I like, and I, you, you know that in the green room, because you get but to... You were saying a lot in the green room. Well, you I probably was. shouldn't say on the air, Alan. I was. I was. <laughs> but you can pull so much from this game because, to your point, Sterling, the bottom line is they got it done, right? But on the other side, there are a couple different things whether it's the the cornerback situation, a lot of situations where you can say, look, we didn't want to crown the Niners, but some people were definitely, you don't have to not to stop Googling your flights to Vegas, but maybe just slow down a little bit. Just slow down a little bit. The Niners aren't perfect. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, what, what did you guys think? You're watching the game right now on your couch. Maybe you're you're still in SoFi Stadium, but you're, you're tuning in. What did you think? Were you worried during this game? Because it was, at one point, the Rams a 17-10 to lead late in the first half. The Niners did answer with a touchdown on the final play of the first half to tie it up, and they have dominated in the second half. It was 17-17 at halftime. The 49ers 13-3 to in the second half, and they have the ball right now with the two-minute warning. What did you you think let us know 888-957-9570 that's the number to call in it's also the xfinity mobile text line also we're keeping an eye on twitch and youtube powered by first norcal credit union twitch.tv slash 957 the game youtube.com slash 957 the game uh again there were moments where you felt worried as a Niner fan watching this game because it was 17-10 to uh, late in the first half when kyron williams scored his second touchdown of the first half uh, from Matthew Stafford, they go up 17-10. to 10. It was a big moment for Brock Purdy and the 49ers offense to then go back down the field and tie it up as time expired. We can talk about that drive because I know, <laughs> Sterling, you in particular were frustrated with the, the time, the clock management. Wasted on that 18 drive. seconds, Kyle! They didn't need them. They didn't need them. They yeah. scored Almost on the did. final second of the first half. But this wasn't a cakewalk for the 49ers. They're ultimately up by 10 here with less than two minutes left. Still TB, uh, TBD if they're going to cover... What, the seven, seven and a half points? Don't spread. ask Craig about that. He's probably upset still. <laughs> but a, a, t- a ten point lead right now, it, it makes it feel like this was a, a casual Niners win, but it was not casual. This was a scary, scary game. The Rams came out and played a fantastic football game for two and a half, maybe three ish quarters of this one. Yeah, and, you know, you can't sell anybody short. And the Rams, I, I was looking before the game, the Rams were projected at six and a half wins for this season. And, and look, People will laugh at that. You never know. I mean, look at the Giants from last year to this year. They got a lot going on, too. So you never know. But I think without having Cooper Cup, a lot of people, when you look at the Cardinals and you look at the Rams, a lot of people were thinking, hey, we got to deal with the Seahawks, but was Geno just a flash in the pan? This is our division. I think a lot of people felt when you have Super Bowl aspirations, right, like the Niners do, the last thing you're worried about in this division right now was the division. Mm -hmm. And I think it just was a reminder that you can't, overlook anybody and it's good to have those lessons with a w right right you get the lesson but you get an l it doesn't feel as good so if you can get a lesson and still get a w out of it you got to be happy about that this game is what i expected last week to be Mm. and now we're sitting here what is supposed to be or what looks to be two and l right now yeah I'm sitting here saying the San Francisco 49ers not only have impressed me through two games, they've also shown me, Brock Purdy has shown me, one of the bigger questions about him was, can he fight through adversity? What was today, if not adversity? What do you do? Fights through it, gets you a touchdown before half, ties the game back up, misses some plays downfield, and we can get into those later, but now he has played well enough for you to win this game what looks like by 10 points, and have you undefeated still going into your home opener on Thursday against the Giants, who... Or maybe might escape Arizona with a win, which they've right. looked atrocious through two games so far. And the Niners now look like the dominant team in the NFC so far. Yeah, penalties have... Sorry, penalties have pushed the Niners back a little bit. They're going to punt here on fourth down, give the ball back to the Rams. It's not but over. Still a 10-point lead, a minute 45 left. It would take an absolute disaster for anything to change the outcome of this game. Um, but you guys are 100% right. 
it, it felt like the Rams, I think you have to credit Sean McVay yep. and the, the game plan that they had, specifically offensively in that first half. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it seemed like he had Steve Wilkes' number in that first half. He, everything he drew up was working, and it was really, I guess, just the same thing over and over and over, it felt like, in mm-hmm. the first half. Just the short little comebacks over the middle. I mean, Puka Nakua was great in this game, didn't get into the end zone. The, the touchdowns were for Kyron Williams, the running back for the Rams, but Puka Nakua hurting the Niners over the middle part of the field. The Niners could not get to Matthew Stafford in the first half, and for whatever reason, the Niners' defensive backs were playing soft coverage-wise against the Rams' receivers. It almost felt like the Niners were fine giving the Rams 7, 8, 9, 10 yards every single play over right. the middle, and Stafford, those kinds of throws, he's pinpoint. He's deadly on, on those ones. The Niners made an adjustment and brought some more blitzes in the second half, got to Matthew Stafford, forced two interceptions that way. That kind of changed the game around, but for the first half, Sean McVay and the Rams played a hell of a game. Well, and when you look at the the DBs and the nickel situation, and okay, would you would you put it in the bend don't break category because they were getting beat a lot, but then they also were able to get some interceptions and and flip it the other way. Mm. So even though it, I don't think it would be a great game, they also saved themselves at the same time. It was almost like they were feeding into Stafford's strengths early. It, it did yeah. feel like that. Even right. last week against Seattle, Stafford 6 for 8 for 81 yards over the middle, and it felt like San Francisco was going to give them. It was almost like they were using Matthew Stafford as their Cooper Cup this week, but mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford plays quarterback and facilitates like <laughs> nobody else, maybe outside Mahomes in right. the NFL, where you can't give him 10 yards a, a, a pop and expect to win a game. Now, Credit to Steve Wilkes. Bounce back in the second half. Uh, in the second half, they have allowed three points so far after 17 in the first half. Uh, a punt, two interceptions, and a three and out. They really did bounce back. Steve Wilkes, who had a great week against Pittsburgh last week and struggled earlier in this game, I, I think you have to give him credit for adjusting. What's one of the big knocks on Robert Sala, who was here prior to the Mecca Ryans? He couldn't adjust. Mm-hmm. Steve Wilkes getting his first test now to adjust with a new defense. And he stood up pretty well against this Rams offense today. Yeah, he, he did really well. I mean, you didn't see a ton from Nick Bosa. The the sack was what? Fred Warner. Fred Warner's did he play? First sack with 30 <laughs> did seconds Bosa left play? in the third quarter. I'm, uh, guys, I'm trying to check online. He had one, one, one pressure today. Oh. And it came like two minutes ago. That's interesting. Got paid a lot of money. Well, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. the. the Everyone on the front of the defense didn't really do much in the nope. first half. Drake Jackson maybe had the best moments of any defensive lineman in the first half. He tackled Kyron Williams from behind on a screenplay that might have saved the touchdown, ultimately led to a Rams field goal, so maybe saved the Niners four points there. He also actually uh, he tipped a pass. On the bootleg. Yep. Uh, on the bootleg, you're right. He, he had a couple of good moments, but Nick Bosa not really to be seen in the first half. The pressure came from Fred Warner in the second half on a couple of free blitzes, a nice stunt around one of the other rushing defensive linemen to get to Matthew Stafford. He also brought pressure on a different uh, play against Matthew Stafford as well. He was good in the second half, but you're right. It it definitely feels like if you're trying to talk about the halftime adjustments, what happened in this game, it felt like the 49ers did a great job of reacting to what the Rams put on tape in the first half against them defensively, the Rams on offense against the Niners' defense, and it did seem like Steve Wilkes and company made an adjustment, and it's a big reason why the Rams struggling to move the ball at all in the second half, only three points. Yeah, and you know, obviously we're just reacting to the game, but... immediately but to your point it was a tale of two halves and when you're the Niners and look 
the spread was what was it seven seven and a half? I think Around I there, think yeah. we all expected. You can only see red down there at, at <laughs> Levi South. You, I, you can barely find Rams fans, and it's supposedly a home game. So I think we thought this was going to be a runaway train. Was not a runaway train, but you did get the W. And uh, you know. When you go into halftime and you're thinking, okay, uh, we're not really where we want to be, I think the Niners were on their heels, right? They, they were not – I wouldn't say they weren't ready to play, but I, I don't know if they thought that the Rams would just lay down. Hmm. But I do think that there was a part of them, no Cooper Cup. Uh, maybe if you didn't know who Nakua was before, <laughs> if you're the Niners, you definitely do now, and, and at well as well. So those guys, they had something to prove, and, and maybe the Niners even subconsciously just said, hey – I don't, we don't know who these guys are, right? We, but is not, that a concern going forward? That if San Francisco plays a team like the Cardinals, who don't have a really good offense on paper, right? Are you going to struggle like the Giants have today, where you're down what twenty-eight to fourteen? I, I guess think there's it issues matter. in the DB room. Yeah, like, you can talk about that. You can't play down to your opponent if you want to be one of the elite teams in the, in the NFL. Now, again, they're going to be two and zero. They're going to win by ten, likely in this game, barring a Ram score here, but. San Francisco today, if there's one negative, which maybe there's more than one, but I would point to San Francisco playing down to their opponent too much in the first half. Now, second half, different story. Get some takeaways. Your offense puts some points on the board, but... If you're San Francisco, you got a short week on Thursday. you got to come out with fire on Thursday against the Giants. Yeah. Uh, Rams are across midfield right now, 49 seconds left. Still Niners up by 10, so not really in any trouble here are the 49ers. If the Rams even do get a score, uh, they're gonna, not going to be any time left on the clock, essentially, uh, for them to do any damage after that. But for the 49ers... Uh, let's focus a little bit here, I guess, on Brock Purdy. That's the story here, and we want to know your thoughts. What did you see from Brock Purdy today? Didn't throw for a touchdown. First start in his NFL career, his short NFL career, I guess, aside from the NFC Championship game, uh, where he didn't throw for two touchdowns, at mm-hmm. least two touchdowns. What did you think for, of Brock Purdy? 888-957-9570. That's the number to dial. Also, the Xfinity Mobile text line. And we're keeping an eye on Twitch and YouTube, powered by First NorCal Credit Union. Purdy today, unless there's a garbage time throw coming up, will finish 17 for 25, 206 yards, no touchdowns, did not turn the ball over either, Missed a couple of potential home run balls down the middle part of the field. Was a little inaccurate as well on some other uh, other attempts, but played well enough to lead the Niners to 30 points on offense and, and pick up another win. I know there's some things we can talk about with Brock Purdy where it wasn't the cleanest for him, but, I mean, he did his job, played well enough to, er- to help earn the Niners a win, and didn't turn the ball over. He- you don't need that much more from your quarterback if you're the Niners. No, and and th- this is one of those textbook games where it was, you know, you got a roster, just don't mess it up. And if I were to use a word for Brock Purdy for his performance today, the word I would use would be enough. He did enough, hmm. right? I think he did enough. The end of the the end of the half drive. Okay, I, I will say, you know. There were a couple check downish throws, Debo and then yeah. McCaffrey, but he did hit Juwan Jennings, and then obviously he punched it in. No, no tush push, but he pu- he pushed it in, and he got that touchdown there with what two seconds on the clock. One so, second, Alan. One second. Give on him the more clock. credit so for I what will, he's done. I will give him credit. <laughs> oh come on! That, no, that, that that drive, I will I will give him yeah. credit for. But you know, as a whole, he did enough to get it done. And the two main things that Matthew Stafford does that Brock Purdy does not do. Sacks and interceptions, right? And Brock Purdy doesn't get sacked. He doesn't throw picks. So as long as he doesn't do that, 
you're always going to be in a good spot because of the the talent and who you have around you. Matthew Stafford, but that's always been his bugaboo. You know what I mean? And Brock doesn't do that. He just doesn't do it. On paper, I think Brock Purdy's performance isn't going to stand out, and it really never does. But mm-hmm. knowing didn't turn the ball over when he easily could have in this game, and just like Stafford did it twice, one right. of those not being his fault, but one of those in the clutch moment throwing right to a defender, that's stuff that Brock Purdy hasn't really done throughout, what, now nine games, being 9-0 and when his first nine career starts. And so for Brock Purdy to not turn the ball over, play it safe, and also trust himself. He missed a lot of big throws in this game where this came could have been out of, out of hand early. They could have had, what, 14 extra points, and we're sitting here saying it's 44-23, Niners win. Right. For Brock Purdy to bounce back and not focus on the mistakes and keep fighting throughout the entirety of the game, and Allen, that, that last drive of the first half, marching down the field with like a minute and a half left, scoring a touchdown where it seemed like Shanahan was not putting the offense in a position to score, wasting 18 seconds mm-hmm. on a ball that became an incompletion. <laughs> Later, Brock Purdy gets the QB sneak, a la Jimmy Garoppolo, gets you in and ties the game back up. That was a huge game where we've always talked about the adversity. Can Brock Purdy bounce back? Last year against the Raiders it was a big moment like that. Mm-hmm. Today, the same thing. He was tested. And he came out the victor. Yeah, uh, officially final in SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. Niners 30, Rams 23. First the Rams, place! The Rams took a field goal in the final seconds uh, to get within seven. Uh, if you had Niners minus seven and a half, I apologize because that is a terrible beat. Uh, Niners win by seven, 30 to 23 is the final. Niners are officially 2-0. and Rams are 1-1. and And as Sterling so eloquently put it, first place! Preseason matters, like me and Mark have talked about plenty of times, and 2-0 and <laughs> in the regular season matters. I'm feeling pretty good, Alan. 100% I'm feeling pretty good. I think the Niner fans, everybody should be feeling good, because you came out with the W, right? Now, throughout the week, and really, just reacting to this game initially, the bottom line is that a win is a win. But throughout the week and later in this show, when you dissect how the Niners got there, I don't know if it's cause for concern. You know what I mean? We have a two-game sample size now. We have a game where everybody clicked, and you know the, the Steelers. The Steelers play what tomorrow, so we'll see yeah. what the Steelers are right. But you saw a game last week where the Niners everything went right for them. Then you see a game today where everything didn't look right for them. To be honest, I don't even know how they got the 30 points. It doesn't feel the game didn't feel like they scored well, 30, look right? At, look at the stat sheet. 28 first downs, mm-hmm. 7 more for the Rams in San Francisco. They had what? Almost 30 more yards than San Francisco did. By all intents and purposes on on the box score, the Rams should have won this game, yet San Francisco has a 7-point win. Right. How does Turnovers. that happen? Right. And it's efficiency. San Francisco didn't hold the ball too long, only had it seven minutes less than the Rams did. It was about striking when the iron was hot and not giving the ball away. And Brock Purdy and the Niners, they play really well, but also they do the right things at the right time where Matthew Stafford, for all is great. Matthew Stafford's a top-ten quarterback in the NFL, but when you're relying on him over and over and over again, we see a tale of two halves, 17 points in the first half, and he gets six in the second with two picks. Yeah. I mean, I won't lie. He was, he he was, was cooking in the first half. He was cooking. He was slicing and dicing. <laughs> he Shout was out incredible Fruit Ninja. in the first half. He, he looked really, really, really good. I mean, I, I can't even count. I don't, I don't even remember any wayward passes in the first half. No. Everything was on the money. Now, it's not like they were 20 yards down the field, incredibly difficult passes. We talked about it earlier, the way the Niners were defending them in the first half. They were giving them a five-yard cushion off the more, seven-yard cushion off the, off the line of scrimmage, and Puka Nakua, who has broken a record for most catches in his first two career games in the NFL, was just 
fine. Turn it around after getting to the sticks. Ten yards, turn around, come back to the ball, get an easy catch for seven, eight, nine yards, move the chains. He finished with 15 catches for 147 yards. Man. 15 catches is an NFL rookie record. He was incredible. He stinks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not good enough to win games in the NFL, right? I mean, he's looking like a problem in the future. Uh, he, he's, he's looking like a problem, but you know what? The, the way I see the way I see it is, as far as the Niners are concerned, and what we've kind of just watched, everything that we have expected out of the Niners, we have seen so far. Yep. Right. I mean, we expected them. I mean, some people expected this. A lot of people actually thought the, the Steelers were going to win, but we expected. Yeah. If you are a Niner fan or whoever, you expected the Niners to beat the Steelers. They did it in a in a very dominating way. You expect them to beat the Rams, and as Niner fans call them, the Lambs, because you don't have Cooper Cup. You don't really have an identity. What are you trying to do here? And the Niners go out and get the W. So you can't really be upset about anything. But when I look at everything that the Niners kind of did throughout the game, the one thing that does concern me, I guess the question is this. Are we seeing a new version of this defense? We sat here last week and I said, I don't see the Niners scoring less than 25 points, right? Yeah. I just don't see it. Is that also being being put into the defense as well? Mm. Basically, what I'm saying is, does Wilkes think, hey, we can be bend, don't break, right, and allow those medium throws because we just don't trust Stafford to beat us like this? And you can put up 20 points, yeah. but we're going to put up 30. Right, but I, I think that's kind of the inverse of where this team has been pre-Brock Purdy, oh, where definitely. in previous years, your defense has to hold teams to 13, 14 points a game where your offense can put up 21. Mm-hmm. Now it's kind of the inverse of, you still have a great defense, but they can let up 25 points because you're going to score 30. Right. Okay, so I have a question for both you guys and for the listeners. Hit us up, 888-957-9570. That's the number to call in. It's also the Xfinity Mobile text line, and we want to hear from you guys. So give us a call, 888-957-9570. Niners victorious over the Rams, 30-23. to They're 2-0 and currently alone in first place in the NFC West. We're also keeping an eye on your comments on Twitch and YouTube, powered by First NorCal Credit Union. Grade the Niners' offensive performance today, because I agree with you guys. 30 points, you're going to win almost every single game you play with this defense. Maybe every single one. If you put up 30 points, you're not going to lose many games. You will be the one seed in the West. You will win at least two, or in the NFC, you will win at least two postseason games. If you put up 30 points a game, you're going to be the best team in the NFL, because that's how good this defense is, despite the fact that they didn't look it necessarily in the first half. 30 points, a good offensive day. But it didn't really feel that good. Am I right? Like, it, it it wasn't always super smooth. There were some overthrows by Brock Purdy. I know there was some frustration with not getting McCaffrey more involved in the second half to help ice away the game. Don't get me started. <laughs> so grade the offensive performance. 30 points is fantastic, but I, I, I don't feel like I can give it an A. No, and, and mm. we're getting a little bit spoiled here. I think 100%. that's fair. I think that's fair. But this is... The most talented offense in the league. No, agreed. Agreed. So understanding that we have been getting spoiled because of how this offense typically looks, I'm going to go B, right? I think it's a nice 3.0. It's above average. B for Brock Purdy? If you need it to be Sterling, (laughs) it can be. So I I would give it a B straight up, not a B plus, not a B minus. Because B, if you look at the scale, going back to GPAs, a B is very good. And I would say it was very good, but it wasn't excellent. 
I think I'd give it a B minus. I B minus. Situationally, oh. they weren't great. Two it's for nine McCaffrey. on. Th- just, just, just let us just tell us now, Sterling. Get I, into I gotta it. I got to save it. I got to save All it right. for later. But right. situationally, not great on third down. Two for nine. Plenty of big drives. They could have kept going and put more points on the board. And my mind thinks of you're not winning the Super Bowl come week two mm-hmm. in the biggest game of the year. You can't be two and nine on third downs. You can't miss big plays. And Brock Purdy had a fairly solid game. He was enough, like you said, Alan. Mm-hmm. Right. But there were certain things where you hit Debo for a big touchdown late in the game. You hit Ayuk early in the game and get you 40, 50 yards, get you in the red zone. Maybe we're not sweating. Maybe we're not sitting here saying, oh, you know, we, we escaped L.A. with the victory. Right. When it's 30-23, to 23, when it could have been 34, could have been 40. Now, again, we won. We're 2-0. and But I think that's actually a good thing where the offense can get better. Last week, the defense was great. Yeah. Even Shanahan said, we could have been better. This week, Isaiah Oliver plays great for the defense. He improves, right? For the offense, you go into uh, Thursday against the Giants, you have things to work on. You never want to be complacent. And a game like this doesn't keep you that way, and it shows for an elite team like this, there's still room to grow. Yes. Yes. Definitely room to grow. And if you look at Brock specifically, this is just part of it. And we've talked so much. I'm going to say the name. It's like Voldemort these days. But Uh about Trey Lance and his development, right? There you go. There you go. (laughs) He who will not be named. (laughs) Yeah, he who will not be named. And... Brock still has developing to do too. Mm-hmm. It's only his second year. So we're seeing, we're going to see some growing pains. Hopefully, they're not too many growing pains because at the end of the day, you still want to win while Brock isn't getting big QB money. He's on that rookie deal. So it's, it's a balancing act between the two and a, and a day like today where you can learn some things if you're Brock Purdy. Cause I don't think a team, I don't think the Giants are going to look at this film and say, okay, well, we, we'll, we'll give Brock over the top. I think if you're the Giants or anybody, you believe that Brock can hit those throws. Now, it was interesting because we don't normally see him go for those throws, right? right? Normally, it's, it's what we've seen. It's throwing, throwing to Debo, the timing route. So seeing those throws, I do think it was good for everybody to see because we just it feels like we've seen so much of Brock, but we can still see more. And I think seeing, seeing this today helps everybody, right? Helps the Niners. It helps, it helps the fans understand where we're at. So to do, do all this and to come out with the W is best case scenario. Yeah. Put it this way. If there's going to be growing pains with Brock Purdy and you're going to be two and zero and score thirty a game, who cares? The, the, I would. <laughs> it's like, who like, what does it matter? Those, who, who wouldn't take those growing <laughs> pains? I'd take those all day. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. I also think it's important to acknowledge that while expectations for the Rams entering this year were low, yeah. it does seem like they're probably a better team than we thought. Assuming they stay healthy, that's a big if because they are. Uh, a veteran team. Matthew Stafford has a propensity to get hurt. It does seem Aaron Donald is getting up there. Cooper Cup. What did is already he do today? Hurt. What did, Aaron Donald did nothing. He only shows up against the Niners in the NFC Championship. But they ain't getting apparently. there this year. Like <laughs> no. nothing. We talk about Bosa not playing well or not doing much. Aaron Donald hasn't done almost anything against. Well, neither the of them. Right. Neither of them did anything. So I guess it cancels out. But eh. I think when you're trying to grade the offense, and I'm looking through the YouTube chat here, I see a, a B plus. I also see a C plus. Uh, C plus from David, B plus from Trey. Uh, I think it's around there. I would, I think I'd agree with Allen and, and call it a B overall offensively, which is wild considering, again, they put up 30 points. Mm-hmm. It's just a testament to how much talent that this offense has. And we hold them to such a high standard because of moments like last week against the Steelers in the first half when they just were unstoppable with the ball in their hands. If they reach that level, they're not going to lose a game. Uh, whenever they reach that level, they're not going to lose that game. That's how special they can be. But I think it's also important to note that this is a division rivalry 
against a proud team and a proud coach, Sean McVay, who mm-hmm. wants to try to get off to Schneid in the regular season series against Kyle Shanahan, even if it's a terrible team, I'm not saying the Rams are that, we probably didn't give them enough credit entering the season. Yeah. Winning division games on the road is never easy. I know well, this isn't really a road game, yeah. but... It's hard. It's not a road game. Uh, it it, really it, it like did not feel like they were really on the road. Like it, right? But they winning, did not feel winning like they divisional were on the road. games, home or road, whatever, yeah. wherever you're being played, you could be playing on mm-hmm. on the moon. Like it's it's difficult, right? Like no it's, it's not a, divisional games are a little bit yeah. something extra as opposed to another game. Like even Pittsburgh last last week, even right. though Pittsburgh is a, a a tough defense on the road, week one, whatever the circumstances are, divisional games are difficult. So when I consider that. I'm more willing to, to maybe move a grade up to a B plus or yeah. something like that, but still, there's 100% agreed with both of you guys. Room to grow for the offense. You say that about a team that put up 30 points. Exactly. That's scary. Yeah, and... Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You know, I'm sticking with the B, right? And the reason I wouldn't... The reason I wouldn't go up is only, is only because of what we've seen. Like I said, this is a spoiled situation. This is a first world problem. <laughs> if you're a Niner fan, we have first world problems because if you are working through the growing pains of a second year QB and putting up 30, I mean, Sterling, we were talking about some of the other QBs across the league today. Yeah. So it's, so if you put it in perspective, that B is just relative to what we've seen from the Niners, right? Anybody else? 100%. I'm, I'm sure a lot of other fan bases would say, give me, that's an A plus all day. But, when you have Super Bowl aspirations, you're not just trying to go to the playoffs. The Chicago Bears would call this an the A+++++. Chicago plus, plus, Bears. Plus, plus. I mean, the Chicago Bears, you would be <laughs> Alan, super cool Alan, at that point. Can you get out the Justin Fields bandwagon yet? This isn't the time for that, Sterling. It is the time. It's not the time <laughs> for the it. pick six he threw today? The screen pick six? No, I, Looking I like Trey Lance out there. I happen huh. to miss it. I happen to miss it. <laughs> you know, so look, the, the Niners... They did their thing. They got the W. And at the same time, you have lessons to learn from it. And you got a quick turnaround. So these are, the, these are what, this is what you want. I think this is exactly what Kyle Shanahan, would he have loved to go down there and beat the brakes off the Rams? Sure. But the positive way to look at it is now I can say, hey, guys, this is where we didn't do enough. This is where we need to be better. And you can continue to improve. And ultimately, that's what you want. Because if they do steamroll the Rams, right, who knows? Maybe they go into Thursday thinking, 
Daniel Jones and this crew, I don't know what the deal is, and maybe it's a stinker. But now, because you almost tricked off a game against a team that you had no business losing to, I think it's good for them. There were some fans coming into this game that thought the Niner fans, the Niners themselves, might be too confident. Are we not giving the Rams their kudos and respect? And, well, that certainly, uh, after watching the game, definitely you know, has some, some credence, <laughs> but... I think right now, like, could I ask and could I argue that I'm more confident leaving this game knowing that we struggled, knowing that we were tested and, you know, we had some failures at certain points, than had they both, you know, steamrolled them over and they won 44-20 or whatever it would have been, and Brock Purdy hits those two deep passes and we're sitting there feeling like, oh my goodness, we put up 40 points, but you're going against the Giants on a short week and, you know, maybe you are a little, you know, your confidence is even higher and you're starting to oh, fall yeah. into being very prideful. Or I think San Francisco leaves this game sitting here saying, okay, we did put up 30 points, but there is some work to do and we can't get too far ahead of ourselves week by week now. Our eyes aren't towards January. Right. They're now to Thursday against the Giants. Yeah, I agree. Like You put up 30 points. Your quarterback didn't throw for a touchdown. He missed multiple open yeah. home run balls. Uh, your defensive line was relatively non-existent for much of the game, <laughs> specifically the first half. The reigning defensive player of the year, the broadcast called his name twice? Maybe. Maybe once? And maybe one of the times was saying, like, hey, we Where haven't heard he? from Nick Bosa very much. <laughs> All of that, you have potential injuries at your nickel corner spot. Brandon Ayuk, too. Brandon Ayuk was mm-hmm. in and out for much of the game, specifically in the first half. I mean, Debo took a couple breathers he where did. it was, okay, are you okay? Did you just get the wind knocked out of you? What's going on but there? But all of that, and you win by seven points against a division rival on the road, and you're 2-0. and Like, the great teams, one, you get wins, but... Can you win when you're not at your best? And the Niners were not at their best today. I don't care. Like You guys disagree with that. I, I'm sorry. They were not at their best no, today. No, they weren't. They weren't. They weren't and they still much... won by seven on the road to a team that was coming off of the most surprising win of the week in week one. There is still room to grow. You're right. This type of performance, when you can still earn the win despite not being at your best, gives you something to aim for moving forward and shows that this team has another gear they can still reach. Right. Well, it sh- right. It shows that they haven't hit their ceiling yet. And I and I honestly, after that Steelers game, I think we were all thinking. I mean, you said book your trip to I Vegas. I said book. I said <laughs> get on Google, go get on, on Travago, Travago, tra- tra- Travelocity, oh, man. whatever, you, whatever you need. Booking.com. I'm a, a hotels. dot com guy myself. But whatever you use, and and get ready to head to Vegas and play some roulette. But yeah. after a game like this, it's not that you don't feel like that, but you think okay. This team isn't a finished product, which is a good thing because you're not leaving saying this team isn't a finished product off an L. You're doing right. it off a W. What we, we sat here and we watched the Philadelphia Eagles struggle yeah. to beat the Vikings, and we all left saying, okay, like they don't look as good as we thought they were. They might be a little cook. Shane Steichen's not there anymore. The offense doesn't look the same. But also struggled against the that's what I, I thought you were going to say Patriots. Right. Yeah. So their first two games, they've won, but they haven't looked like the Philadelphia Eagles of last year. But I guarantee you those fans are saying, well, their concerns were 2-0. and As the season progresses, we're going to get better. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sitting here right now in, in the 95-7 The Game studio in San Francisco saying, we beat two teams by at least seven points, put up 30 both times, and this team can still get better. Yeah, The Eagles are in our class right now. The Dallas Cowboys, Ooh. they won today, but I'm sitting here saying that if our level... Sterling. Well, look, if... If right the now Rams, the Rams are supposed to win six and a half games. Did you just say the Eagles aren't in no. the Niners class right now? If the Eagles are barely beating teams like the Patriots, who aren't going to the playoffs, who's that? The Vikings, who probably aren't who's going better, to the playoffs who's either. Who's better, the Patriots or the Vikings? Or the Patriots or the Rams? Rams. 
They have better quarterback. They have better defense. Like, come on. Uh, I, I would say it's close. I would say the Vikings and the Rams are more on par than the Patriots are. I would are. say it's close, and not to get too in the weeds, I would say it's close, and going <laughs> and going to New England is much tougher than going oh, to sure. your home. Sure. Your home. Leave us Your out. home away from home. So, <laughs> But again, it's the point is that if the Philadelphia Eagles feel confident in yes. their team, how the Niners knowing there's room to grow yeah. and just beating teams and really almost beating them by 10 points a pop in both games, and there's room to grow still? Why can't this team average 34 points a game and play lights-out defense every single week? Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. I, I don't – I mean, a game like this, like we said, a win is a win. But you see a team, and, and basically, if you're winning mm-hmm. on your bad days yeah. and it's not actually that close, there's one, there's really nothing to complain about, but you got to find something to complain about because that's life. But two, at what point are you going to actually be worried, right, until this team – until they obvious. lose, until, until they lose, this is obvious. But until they lose, yeah. what are we talking about here? Yeah, no. I mean, it, it's good problems to have, right? <laughs> like, can you correct something and make this a twenty-point win instead yeah. of a seven-point win? Like, that's what we're talking about here. You're kind of splitting hairs at a certain point, but that's what happens when you have a team that has legitimate Super Bowl aspirations, mm-hmm. and after two weeks. The Niners team has shown me absolutely nothing to make me think that this team shouldn't have Super Bowl aspirations. Clearly, they were not at their best today. At times, they put it together a lot in the second half, specifically on the defensive side of the ball, and they made Matthew Stafford, who was very comfortable in the first half, look very uncomfortable in the second half. But this is a team that wants to win a Super Bowl, and when that is your goal, you're going to be held to high standards, and there are 100% things to correct. Uh, what did you guys think? 888-957-9570. What stood out to you? Were you at all worried uh, while you were watching this game from your couch uh, when the Rams were up seven points late in the first half? What did you think about the adjustments in the second half? Brock Purdy, Nick Bosa, all of the above. We want to hear from you. 888-957-9570. That's also the Xfinity mobile text line. You can hit us up on YouTube and Twitch as well. Powered by First NorCal Credit Union. I think we saw a a special Debo Samuel game today. He didn't have incredible volume. He rushed the ball five times, 38 yards, and that touchdown. He owns the Rams, man. (laughs) He He really does. He goes to a different level. Uh, The touchdown was on a a throw from Purdy, but it was a backwards pass, a lateral, called a run officially. He caught six passes for 63 yards, but you just felt like he had something special for Los Angeles like he always does. It was taking like five Rams defenders to bring him down. Uh, he was phenomenal today. McCaffrey broke a 51-yard run in the first half, 116 rushing yards and a touchdown. Didn't do a lot in the passing game again today. No real superstars in the passing game. It was very spread out offensively. You mentioned Ayuk was in and out of the game in the first half. But Debo Samuel did a lot of the heavy lifting offensively. He was the engine, I think. Uh, and that touchdown where he made like seven Rams players miss to really ice the game in the second half, that was incredible. Debo Samuel seems like he is uh, bouncing back from an offseason last year. He's had a good first two weeks of the year. Well, and part of it is Debo being Debo, but also something like that with the Rams and that score in particular. At that point, that that's what I'm sitting here thinking. I mean... The, are, are the, how good are the Rams, right? I yep. mean, but maybe that's just Debo making them look like that. Because, okay... It's the same thing we said about the Steelers it's last the same, week. It's the same thing, right? And each year we're going to learn more about well, these teams. Mm-hmm. Because I'm just wondering, okay, 
if those throws that got missed, right? Yeah. What if you have the throws that got missed and then you don't have Debo just owning the Rams, right? Then you might have an issue, but it's an issue we don't have to talk about. But I'm saying if you put that on a different team in a different situation, I'm not. It, it, it wasn't a bailout, but just Debo and what he is, what has done or what he's able to do, that really helped today. And if you don't have just a random, I guess the picks too, but if you don't have something that just kind of separates you. It could have got squirrely, but luckily it didn't. But San Francisco has about five players on offense alone that separate them. Exactly. Right? Where the Rams, just on paper, and now we've seen on film, they cannot hang physically with the San Francisco 49ers. Now, Debo fighting for extra yards almost cost him late in this game. But, That's true. But Debo Samuel just <laughs> being himself, wanting to run over and almost win this game himself for San Francisco, mm-hmm. it, it almost gets to a point where San Francisco has so much talent that whether it's McCaffrey or Kittle or, or even Ayuk or Debo Samuel, all five of those players, all four of those players can will this team to victory any given Sunday. And almost every single play, any single play, you put the ball in their hands, they are the one, the ones that want to win this game. Mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey, 51 yards for a big run in this game. Brock Purdy had a, a quarterback sneak touchdown. Debo Samuel, oh. the you know, game-leading touchdown for San Francisco late. But it feels like that... When the going gets tough and things get in the crunch time and they're tied or they're you know down by three, this team almost gets better. Or they know I have to put the team on my back and they're gonna get it done. I think it's also something. The stat from last year was teams the week after playing the Niners <laughs> yeah. never won. Mm-hmm. I think you could also see that in effect in second halves of yeah. games against the Niners. The Niners are so physical, both on offense and on defense. I think it's easy to say that this is a physical defense when you have Javon Hargrave and Eric Armstead up the middle. You have uh, Nick Bosa coming off of one end. You have Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw, two of the hardest-hitting linebackers in the NFL. This is a physical offense as well. Debo Samuel breaking five <laughs> tackles a touch. Mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey is underrated phys- physically. Like yeah. his physicality. And he was chipping. He, wa- he was oh chipping. I the 51 what, yard what, run got in the face of Akella Witherspoon immediately. <laughs> Why afterwards. Are you, what, what are you trying to, I think, I think what happened was Witherspoon tried to say, hey, you're not gonna, you're not gonna stiff arm me like that. And everybody saw what McCaffrey he said. Did. He kind of did. He, he did, well, I think he's Witherspoon pushed think, him out of bounds. Right, I think but. Witherspoon would say, "You're not gonna, you're not gonna embarrass me like that." And McCaffrey him basically ground. said, "I just did." So <laughs> he said more than that. He, but he more said more than that. Go ahead and SEC airwaves, <laughs> yeah. SEC airwaves. So you can, see, you can find out what he said. So I, I think it's a great point, and honestly, that is why you had to get McCaffrey because you watch Debo, and as much as you love it, I don't know how long. He can continue to do this, man. I mean, he runs so hard. He gives 110% on every single play. You almost have to keep Debo from being Debo all the time, and you can do that by just spreading the ball out. But ultimately, a name that we haven't said and haven't had to say, when you have Kittle, Ayuk, Debo, and McCaffrey, everybody's not going to get fed. And somebody who hasn't gotten fed these last couple games has been Kittle. We haven't really said Kittle's name. What do you have today? Three catches, 30 yards. But that kind of feels like Kittle, despite his chemistry with Brock Purdy, has been on the back burner where it's almost like they're saving him for when they actually need him. That's, that's but the past true. two games, they haven't really needed him at all to win football games. Mm-hmm. Now, he's done things to help them get victories and stuff. Pocketing but, him. Right, Pocketing Kittle. Right. It's like it's almost like you put him on the IR for the first four weeks in fantasy, and you go, I'm, I'm going to stash him for the first month, mm-hmm. and then come week five against Dallas, here's the Kittle game. Right. Yeah. Right. Which nobody would have had. It's not at the forefront of those game plans because right. Kittle hasn't been doing anything. Okay, maybe we're they're using him as an offensive guard again or whoever, so <laughs> let's let's put him on the back burner. The next thing you know, 
hey, diddle, diddle, kittle up the middle. Because yeah. we really haven't, we said that like once in the, this whole season. Yeah, really. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Will in Berkeley on overtime on 95.7 The Game, 888-957-9570. Line them up. We want to hear from you. Will, you're on overtime with Grandy, Allen, and Sterling. What's up? What do you want to talk about after this Niners win? Happy Sunday. Uh, you know, man, I think the, I, I mean, honestly, watching the game, I wasn't, I wasn't, Freaking out! I think the the Niners did a really good job of kind of holding them to you know to their lead. But I think you know maybe it was because it was a Levi South home game. Yeah, I'm not sure. But also, I feel like the contrast between watching Garoppolo and the Raiders and watching this, I had no fear. I had no doubt that Rock Purdy can hold his own, and he was consistent. Uh, I feel like you know Debo was very consistent. I feel like a, a lot of these guys. Are just trying to figure out the system still. Uh, if you think about the defense, the defense was lacking in many ways, but they have a new coordinator. They have they have a new system to work on with their their new guy. I think they're going to kind of get in the groove. And I think once we kind of get over the hump of all these like little, you know, first week, second week, you know, kind of things, I think we'll kind of get there. Yeah. Good call, Will. Thanks for calling in. 888-957-9570. That's also the Xfinity Mobile text line. Also hit us up on Twitch and YouTube. Powered by First NorCal Credit Union. I, I get what where Will is coming from. I will say I'm not totally comfortable comparing the Raiders' offense to the Niners' <laughs> offense, right. considering the weapons. And I know Garoppolo as Devontae Adams, one of the best receivers. And they play the Bills, too. In football, they also did play the Bills. Uh, and, and they got... Blown out yes, in yeah. that game after they scored first. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Garoppolo scored first and cooking for one drive, and then threw an interception yes. on the next drive. Oh. Um, but I mean, he's right. I mean, it, the Niners trailed late in the first half, tied it up in the second half, and then took over, uh, tied it up late in the first half, going into the second half, and then took over uh, in the third quarter and going into the fourth quarter. It wasn't always the smoothest offensive performance, but I was never particularly worried that. Purdy was going to cost them the game. Like I, I wasn't worried of him throwing a terrible interception leading to a no, Rams he touchdown. Hasn't done that. I was just worried of, of this becoming a game in the final few minutes right. and the Niners defense either needing to force a stop or them needing to get a, a score on the on the final possession to win the game. That was what the worry was to me. I wasn't concerned that that Brock Purdy was going to make a terrible mistake that was going to cost this team a win like with a pick six in the third quarter, and you were going to look at that as, uh oh, like that was where the Niners lost the game. It was just a concern, a worry if this was going to be a game that was going to come down to the final few minutes, or if the Niners could put their stamp on it earlier than that. No, I don't think anybody was really worried about Brock giving the game away because that's not something he's done. It was more about, okay, this defense can't seem to stop the Rams. Are the Niners going to be able to keep up? And like you said, Mark, could it just be a one? possession situation and then you don't score and then that's the ball game. I think that was the only worry anybody had and you know as we continue to talk about the gunslinger conversation, mm. we saw one of the the most the most textbook definitions I think of gunslinger today in Matthew Stafford. Yeah. It, just a, a roller coaster of emotions. You're thinking, "Wow, I mean, Matthew Stafford, I'm I'm sitting there thinking, Man, I'm saying it to you, Sterling. Is Matthew Stafford underrated? I mean, oh, he, yes. he is. Yes, he is. He is. He is. He is doing the darn thing. And then all of a sudden, it's Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. The <laughs> other Matthew Stafford shows up, and he starts giving the ball away. He starts gunslinging the ball away <laughs> in the wrong way. So, not to compare guys, but you have to because that's what you're watching. There were times where I'm watching Matthew Stafford, and 
you know, as much as we talk about what Purdy can and learning is is still trying to learn how to be able to do, I'm watching Matthew Stafford thinking, man, this is a really good quarterback, and he is he is pinpoint like like you like you mentioned, and then all of a sudden you see the other side of it. So it's almost like you you enjoy what Matthew Stafford does, but you're good with Purdy because it's almost maybe lower reward but lower risk. What's well, Matthew Stafford has to do what he does with the team around him. If if Matthew Stafford is let's say as a Brock Purdy type of game today, 206 yards, 17 for 25, they get boat raced. Like, yeah. Matthew Stafford has to be on his game for the Rams to win every single week, and he was on his game against Seattle and on his game early in this game for the first half, but I think with Kyle Shanahan's offense, it almost allows Brock Purdy to be a gunslinger when it's asked of him, mm-hmm. but when the going gets tough and you know things get down to crunch time and it's you're up by three or, or you're tied, it's so much like he can reel him back in without disrespecting him. Mm-hmm. And you can go out there and win football games where Purdy's not going to give you the game away and he's going to hit, you know, Juwan Jennings for a big first down in the what, third quarter in this game. And you're going to sit there and say, wow, look look at Brock Purdy excel and succeed. Whereas Matthew Stafford, you're saying, you are our only way to victory right. and hold on to us and carry us to a win. Where Brock Purdy's like, I just got to do my job. I have Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel. And honestly, you can argue between those five, six guys, Brock Purdy is maybe the least important to actually winning, mm-hmm. and he's still really, really, really good. He finished 17-25 to 25 today, 206 yards, did not throw for a touchdown uh, for the first time in his career if you take away the NFC Championship game where he was knocked out early, but did not turn the ball over either, got the ball into his playmaker's hands. McCaffrey, 100-plus yards and a touchdown on the ground. Debo Samuel, five rushes, 38 yards and a score on the ground, also caught six passes for 63 yards. Juwan Jennings had 51 receiving yards, including that big 31-yard completion for the 49ers in the second half it was a a good performance for the 49ers offense but still there was room to improve what is a little bit maybe troublesome for me was defensively the Rams going out there again without who we all thought was going to be their starting running back in Cam Akers Mm -hmm. I think you can make the case that Cam Akers still very talented there's just some uh, butting of heads in that locker room Kylo Ren is what it seems like Kyron Williams their backup running back who's now their starter um Seems decent. Had his lightsaber today, Alan. I was going to say, <laughs> decent. He was cooking good. today. Had a couple of touchdowns, one on the ground and one through the air. But my point is, you, you're you maybe playing without the guy who perhaps has the most talent in the running yes. back position. The reason is an entirely different reason. You're playing without maybe the best wide receiver in the league, one healthy, mm-hmm. in Cooper Cup. Your two targets are Puka Nakua, a rookie, fifth-round pick out of BYU, and a second-round receiver, or a second-year receiver, 2-2 Atwell. And Matthew Stafford was dicing the Niners' defense up. Like That is a little bit troublesome. It's a little bit worrisome Hmm. when the Rams were... They were taking what the Niners' defense was giving them, but they did it perfectly in the first half. And unless you're a... A fantasy football nerd, like you don't know who Puka Nakua and Tutu Atwell are, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think Matthew Stafford knows their names yet. Maybe yeah. not. Like, hey, that's number seventeen <laughs> yeah, over there. Yeah. I'm gonna throw it to him. He seems like he can catch. It's a little bit troublesome that relative no names plus Matthew Stafford were able to really control the game from an offensive standpoint in the yeah. first half. Yeah. Well, you have to make a decision on what you're trying to give up, and obviously the Niners 
decided we don't want to give up the deep ball, so we're going to give you these medium-level throws. And Stafford said, thank you very much, and, and he cashed in on it. I think ultimately, if they play like that, the Rams do, they're going to win more games than a lot of people think. That's yeah. how they beat the seat. I think the only difference, and we were we were on air, so I didn't catch all of the, the Rams-Seahawks game, but honestly, the only difference to me between what the Rams probably did against the Seahawks and what happened this week is that the Niners just have a better roster. The Niners are just better than the Seahawks, right? I think that game played by the Rams today, that game beats a lot of teams. I think that game beats a lot of teams. But those picks, I, I feel, ultimately came because staff, because of how good the Niners are, Stafford feeling like he has to be Superman yeah. and do too much, and he throws into situations where he shouldn't. But that well, performance beats a lot of teams today. One of those picks was on Kyron Williams. It was a perfect throw, bounced off his hand. Didn't have his lightsaber then. <laughs> right. And then it no, was not on that one. Not on that one. <laughs> the other the, the interception. Double, the double lightsaber, too. <laughs> the other interception picked off by Diamador Lenore was more on Matthew Stafford, yeah. but he's probably upset with, I think it was Van Jefferson, who kind of ran a lazy route and allowed Diamador Lenore to cut underneath him. Uh, but you're right. I mean, then you get to a point if you're Stafford and the Rams where you're down in the fourth quarter by two scores and you got to do more than just a little dink and dunk over the middle for 10 yards. Exactly. You've got to try to find someone down the field. And then that's where the Niners' defensive line, Fred Warner coming on a blitz, has an impact on the game. If you're going against the Niners on a, an even footing, like an equal game script, the game is tied and anything in the playbook is open, it's already difficult enough. Mm-hmm. But if you're in a pos- position where you feel like you have to throw the ball 15, 20 yards down the field and the Niners defense knows that, <laughs> that's when they're nearly impossible to try exactly. to scheme against. If the, if the Rams were going to pull that off, it was, it was going to have to be, I think, the end to, to Sterling's point. And look, there was a good amount of, there was Debo and there was McCaffrey, but <laughs> Brock Purdy did his thing as well. I mean, the play that that was that drive changed everything. Yeah. That drive changed everything. If they go for a field goal there, who knows what the Rams are able to do? But the fact that they scored and just say, and the Rams knew we just gave you our best shot. We've been playing lights out, and it's tied. That was I. I feel like really disheartening for the Rams going into the second half. But it's not like we haven't seen this game eight previous times. This feels like a. Let a certain player eat, Puka Nakua, previous games, Cooper Cup, and maybe the game's a little closer than you'd like, lay because your team didn't execute in the areas they should have. But San Francisco, in their past eight wins, now nine, the average point differential is ten points. Mm. Like, this is not a a non-Niners-Rams rivalry or or game outcome. This is exactly what history has shown us it to be. And for San Francisco, it's almost as if they sat back and said, if Puka Nakua wants to beat us, you can beat us all day. Right. We'll do whatever. We'll do everything else right. We'll beat you on offense. And I can make the point that I'm more confident in the offense, even with a B plus day or B minus day, depending on how you grade it, than I am the defense currently. And if the offense puts up 30 points a game, I mean, my goodness, and, and let's Puka Nakua or Cooper Cup eat. Right. Eat all you want. Feast all you want. It's going to be a dub for San Francisco at the end of the game. Yeah. I think to your point, Matthew Stafford, 34 for 55. So he threw the ball 55 times, 307 yards, one touchdown. Longest completion, 20 yards. Yeah. So the Niners, average five yards an attempt. Yeah, I mean, the Niners were facing a ton of passes, and they not <laughs> once let something get behind them. Right. 20 yards was the longest completion. Puka Nakua had 20 targets, 15 catches. <laughs> one went for 20 yards. That was the longest completion of the day. On the ground, the longest run for the Rams was 11 yards, believe it or not, from Ben Skoranek, their, their wow. fourth wide receiver in this game. So the Niners did not allow the big play against them today. And when you have an offense that's putting up 30 points... 
you're not really going to lose if you aren't allowing the home run very often. The Niners did not do that, despite the fact that it was a little iffy in the first half, giving up chunks of 7, 8, 9 yards a lot. Puka Nakua, 15 catches, 147 yards. Tutu Atwell, 7 for 77. It was difficult that time, but the Niners' defense, I think to your point, bend but didn't break. Allow 23, you score 30, and you win the ball game. All right, time for a break here on Overtime on 95.7 The Game. We want to hear from you, The One hour down, two more to go here. Mark Randy, Alan Stiles, and Sterling Bennett. Give us a call, 888-957-9570. That's also the Xfinity mobile text line. And you can hit us up on YouTube, youtube.com slash 957thegame. And on Twitch, twitch.tv slash 957thegame, powered by First NorCal Credit Union. More overtime after the Niners' 30-23 to win over the Rams. The Niners 2-0 and alone in first in the NFC West. More breakdowns to the Niners' Week 2 win coming up next on 95.7 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 